boy today. August 25th, 2020. Thanks for joining me. This is a great episode. I had a great conversation with the amazing media wizard Jeff Totes. You may know him from the Rinky Dinking podcast that he does with the uh, with the Daryl Ray, who spells his last name wrong, but that's all right. He doesn't spell it like, like me, but we, we have the same last name, Ray. He doesn't spell it like I do, but who cares? When you say it, who knows? Ray, Ray, Joey Ray, Daryl Ray. Maybe we're related. I don't know. He's from Canada. I'm from Texas. Who who cares? Anyway, out here in Kauai, things are going uh, quarantine-rific. We are stuck in quarantine. No visitors, nobody showing up on this island for sure until at least, uh, well, they're saying October, but we'll see. It's probably going to be pushed back even more. Um, Oahu went on a... a, uh, serious lockdown I think starting tonight or tomorrow um, the only thing that's going to be allowed to be open is to go food and I don't know they're making everybody stay home or so I don't know what they're doing over there but hopefully it doesn't affect us and they'll still let us go to the beach and move around a bit even though we don't have much freedom without the ability to work so Anyway, that's why I'm bringing you these podcasts and trying to get some good interviews for you. And today's is good with at Totes Media. Check him out on Instagram. He's at Totes1 on the Twitter. And um, I met Jeff. I've been listening to the uh, podcast, and then you'll hear the story about how he came to Kauai. And when he came earlier this year in January, and when he came, I reached out to him and said, hey, if you need any tips or want to know places to go eat or anything like that, and shot him over some recommendations, and I think he had a really good time while he was here. So uh, reached out while he's in the bubble. My last episode was great, was with Casey, and he is in the NBA bubble. And that was a fun conversation about them getting ready for their season and what a season it's been. I mean, Mavericks got their butt beat tonight, but, I mean, what a freaking run we've had. And uh, Luca the other night just blew everybody's minds across the NBA and uh, everywhere, I think. Everybody's a Luca fan now. So, uh, it's crazy. So, if we can have all of our players, you know, on the court at the same time, we we can beat the Clippers, but we haven't been able to keep everybody healthy and Luca was limping around tonight and didn't look very well so hopefully we will be ready for the next game and we can take it to seven and just take this thing and keep moving because uh the season that Luca's the this new season that Luca's had is the whole team I mean anyway there's like the stars the stars have got to the playoffs and I mean what a different team they've scored more goals than either any other team in the playoffs. And uh, we were wondering how they were going to score goals. So listen to the new Rinky Dinking podcast with Razor and Heike 
and this guy that I talked to today, Jeff Totes, and you can hear all the stars, news, and all that good stuff. Um, we did a did get to go to a game this year when I was in Texas. Uh, I was there for a game with the Canadians on November 2nd, 2019, back in the good old days, pre-COVID, when you could go to an event and uh, cheer on your team. So I got to go, uh, I had to go to Texas for my grandmother's funeral, unfortunately, but stayed, got to stay a couple extra days and got to go to the game with my son. And we played the Canadians and Dirk Nevitsky. They were having some kind of Dirk celebration or some, 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 uh, man, they were, it was Dirk, Dirk mania in Dallas. And, uh, he got the dry, he dropped the puck the night that we went to the uh, game and the Canadians got their ass whooped by the stars and I'm glad I got to see the stars this year in person because not very many people have can say that now and this guy that I talked to today is one of the only people that gets to see him live now and will be one of the only people that saw live hockey in the bubble I mean what an amazing story he's got and you know he's documenting it and hopefully with this run if everything goes well who knows, you know, he'll have so much good content and uh, we'll be able to just document what's going on, even if, even if they don't go all the way. But, you know, they're, they're, having, a, they're having a good time and uh, things are going well. We're up two to zero in the Western Conference uh, game with the Avalanche. I guess it's the quarterfinals. And we are up two to zero. We play tomorrow, which is August 26. We play at 4:30 Hawaii Standard Time on something called NBC S. I don't know if you get that or what. If you get a Hulu Live, you can watch it. I know that. And um, yeah, so stars are freaking scoring points and just dominating. Even when they get down, they just okay. Hang on, you can just feel it. They're not even worried. They're just calm and collected. It's It's been great. It's been an amazing uh, playoff run. And uh, hopefully, you know, they'll just keep dominating, just run through the avalanche, get a few days to take off, and, uh, and keep going. That's where we're at. We've got the Bruins and the Lightning are tied one-to-one in their series. Uh, the Canucks and the Vegas Knights, that's still kind of weird to say they're one-to-one in their series uh, we are 2-0 in our series over the avalanche the islanders and the flyers the islanders are up one to oh i was at ross a few weeks ago and i was just walking through looking at hats for no reason and uh, they had an nhl certified product or something hat for five dollars four ninety nine you know ross sale but it had the nhl logo on the side team logo on the front new york islanders heck yeah they're up one to nothing in the series because i got a new hat the other day and it was only five dollars so uh new york islanders let's go that's what i'm talking about so all right i told you to listen to rinky dinking check him out 
check out Totes. Send him some love on Instagram and uh, at Totes Media on Instagram. And send him some love on Twitter at Totes1, just the number, just the number one, at Totes1. And uh, yeah, you need to tell him he needs to start selling some of his prints. He's got some amazing photos from uh, the Winter Classic. I mean, just great shots. He was on the ice and was there with the team. I mean, he's he travels with the team. He's in all the meetings. He's documenting everything. He's, I mean, he's he's there. He's in it. He's in it with these players nonstop in this bubble, and uh, they're letting him have full access. He's where he goes all the time. That's all he does. Is just. He, he's getting content and uh, follow him out there and hopefully he will get his stuff online Totsy, get that stuff out there and uh, check him out on Rinky Dinking and thank you very much for checking out this episode we are piercing the bubble part 2 right now Just a little bit south of Saskatoon Take my guitar for boarding room Met a little girl, her name was June A little bit south of Saskatoon Me and Junie May, we got on fine Till I had to move on up the line that girl, I'd be back soon. Yeah, we use Zoom to record or what? Oh, I have it really honestly. I guess, well, we use Zoom for like all the player availabilities now. Yeah. Uh, but they just post, they record those and post them. So, oh, yeah. Nice. Interesting format. Cool. All right, I'm going to get going here. Hey. All right, this is Joe with Kawhi today. Thanks for joining me today. Today is, what is today? August 25th, Tuesday. I think it's a Tuesday, isn't that right, Jeff? It's Tuesday, yep. All right, I'm joined by Jeff Totes with the Dallas Stars. Jeff, hello. What's up? How are we doing? So far, so good out here in the middle of nowhere. I'm so, coming uh, to you from a few miles further north. Co- yeah, I know. You're like 3,000-something miles away, I think. Something crazy. Something far. Yeah, a long way from here. Yeah, What's it's cool, too. Or Dallas from you right now? Oh, you, for sure. Edmonton? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Further Let's west, see. but so much further north. I guess that's true. That might have been a dumb question. Uh, it's 3,230 <laughs> miles from here. Beautiful. That's a long way. That's far. All right, so Jeff, tell us what you do for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, so I'm in my fifth season as a senior producer, a digital content editor. It's kind of a amorphous title that encompasses a lot of things. I do a lot of video production for the social media side of marketing uh, for the website. I produce the show Stars Insider for Fox Sports Southwest. Um, I handle a lot of the content that goes between our website and the broadcast on Fox. Just kind of a lot of general um, video, a lot of general video production aspects for the Dallas Stars, even some stuff for the Jumbotron show. It's kind of all one common plate that we produce for and so this is my fifth season doing it and it's been a blast loving it yeah so did you come straight from college to do this or what did you go somewhere else and then move over or what i I graduated from texas a&m in 2015 
And then I basically started as like an intern part-time with the stars. I just worked home games and then a couple of days a week um, in their production department. So it was a really good way to get my feet wet and learn the game of hockey. And then that transit that turned into a full-time opportunity the next season for that 16, 17 season. And so this is my, I guess, fourth year full-time with them. But yeah, it's what I've been doing since college. So what's the uh, NHL production team for a hockey organization look like these days? How many guys you got? What do you, what do y'all look like? Well, these days, I mean, I know right now in the bubble, it's a different story. Yeah. And I mean, since COVID really, uh, I mean, since sports shutting down in March, nothing's typical. Uh, I, I was furloughed for April and May and then brought back for this. Now, um, a good majority of my team's furloughed. So that's the added challenge with, or with teams right now in these playoffs is like, you're, you're trying to put together a playoff level marketing run with everybody's down a number. Like we're probably operating at a third to a fourth of our total staff. What are the, uh, are the TV numbers better than usual playoff? I haven't seen ratings except for back in the exhibition, but like you've probably seen the stars are getting some weird start times. Like we've been playing at like one in the afternoon 9:30 at night, so it's not ratings aren't even typical. Um, right. Given that, so I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't looked. There's just so little out there. I'm, I'm, I imagine it's got to have some kind of a bump, you know. That's what we figured, right? Because like mm. people have been so desperate for sports to come back mm. for months now that you feel like people would consume it more than ever. Yeah, the only contact sport there is, you know, yeah. besides MMA, you know, but this is the only team sport, you know. It's true. In basketball, but, you know, they're just contact for the last two minutes so they can make it last an hour. It's true. (laughs) But, yeah. All right. Well, tell them, where'd you come from? Where were you born? Where did you grow up? Yeah, originally from Dallas, which is actually crazy. Like, um, so now my apartment in Dallas is like 10 minutes from my parents' house where I grew up, which is not at all what I intended. Um, I wasn't even looking at getting back to Dallas post-college, but that's just the way it worked out with the job and it's really definitely doesn't feel like the same city I grew up in. It's a lot of fun to be back a city I enjoy. So it's keeping it close to home for now. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you go to high school? I went to a private school in North Dallas called Cambridge. Okay. Yeah. A nice. small school. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, I grew up in DeSoto. So did you go to DeSoto high school? Yeah. Football powerhouse. Yeah. yeah. Well, we sucked for a long time while I was there, but it was way back in the day, but we got a little bit better. But then they got yeah, really good. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then they got good. So, yeah, that's cool, though. But yeah. So, you go to, uh, were you planning on doing audio and video stuff? Were you doing that during high school, junior high? Were you always the video geek? Or what did you, when did you start? Yeah. Very much video geek. Starting probably eighth grade um, was when I bought a camcorder. And all of high school, uh, I had a YouTube channel with a buddy, and we would make really stupid sketch videos. Um, there's some Lego stop motion videos that are still on YouTube, stuff like that. Uh, just kind of learning editing and shooting and all that, and forcing everyone at our high school to sit through these 20 minute videos during talent shows, which in retrospect is rough, but I uh, did it for fun. And then, you gotta put your time could, in. Yeah. what's that? You got to put your time in. You have to, you have to. And that's how it goes. And it's, you have to really enjoy that process, which I did. And then at A&M, I was studying business, but I took a student worker job with their 12th man productions. Um, So I got in the athletic department doing video stuff. And it's just, you work your way up. Like my first year I was doing videos for the women's volleyball team. 
next year I was with baseball, then men's basketball and football by my senior year. So it was just, and I, I love that so much more than class or anything like that. So I was dedicating really all my non-school time to video production because that was such a great opportunity to have access to all this state-of-the-art equipment, edit suites. It was crazy. So I was definitely, that opportunity made it for me. And that's what made me definitely want to do that post-college. Right. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I started interning way back early 90s. I used to do, I used to do grip work like back at Reunion Arena for Maverick Games. and. Oh, no, know, for Fox Sports? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For Fox, and well, I mean, part of it was HSE way back in the day. I think it was, it was an HSE. And then I did a whole lot of stuff for Cuban and then for uh, HDNet when they first started doing HD broadcast. Sure, sure. You know, and they were like the very first direct TV, the HD channel you could get, you know, for a long time. You know, there was not very much HD content out there, but Cuban was putting out a whole lot and, you know, doing a whole lot of sports, you know, because he, you know, yeah, that's what he was, was doing anyway. Time. That all, yeah. that all really changed television, didn't it? Well, yeah, it was crazy just how things have changed, you know. And then plus I was doing like high-end audio video, like houses and, you know, automation and theaters and things like that. And just, you know, we were custom Sony install dealers, you know, in the early, you know, oh, wow. in the late 90s and stuff. But, you know, putting a Sony XBR TV up, you know, so somebody could watch it in their pool, you know, it took like 10 of us to lift it up there and get it up there and hope it, you it's know, insane. hope it got, you know, it's just... Yeah, it's a whole different, now, now you can get TV, just this TV right here, I can just whoop, you know, one hand, you know, yeah. you know, so and yeah, it's, it's a, crazy. A tenth of the price, yeah. That's, yeah. So what are you dumping all your footage? What do you, what do you take to the, what do you take to the rink every day? And what do you, what are you doing? I'm just when filling you, these guys up, these portable hard drives. That's honestly the biggest challenge of kind of this whole project for me so far, staying on top of footage because I'm shooting photos and videos every day, just filling up cards and trying to keep some semblance of organization. All that is the biggest project of all this so far. And you're just on 24-7. If you can get around them and see what's going on, you're filming or what? Yeah, and I, I kind of set that precedent from the start, from the first day here is like, like, this is a crazy opportunity. This is weird for everybody. Let's capture it. Let's document it. And so I've been rolling on like just bus rides, team meals, team meetings, uh, practices, games, just nonstop. And so it's, it's a lot of footage, but it, it's the kind of thing where if we make a run here, we can tell a really cool story by the end of this. That's a goal at least. So yeah, yeah. Everything, everything. Right. Right. So do you, how many, how, what do you shoot when you, when you do a game Are you shooting, do you have like just one video set up and you're shooting sales with something else or what are you doing? I'm doing no, no stills in game, which is good. There's tons of photographers here for like Getty, AP, all that. And you so don't have to worry about get, that. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, which is good. So I'm mostly shooting slow-mo art stuff in game. Um, just a lot of like high speed, uh, different, like really tight on skates, tight on guys' faces, try and get some goal reacts, stuff like that. Um, and then right. also some mic'd up segments. So we've only done two so far, but we try and do one per series where we get a guy mic'd up and then that's running to my camera. So that's, I'm locked on that guy the entire game. And those are fun. Those are so, so what are they, what are they using for that? Like a little countryman or something, or what are they using for a mic and a setup for a player? It's actually this tiny little, um, it's called a QX five. 
And same thing, NBA uses, it's the NHL standard. It's a tiny little uh, mic pack that's like completely flexible, uh, waterproof, shockproof. And it goes on guys' shoulder pads with just one zip tie. It's great, super sleek, low low impact setup. Where does it stick out? Players don't notice it. What? Where does does it stick out? It's on their back shoulder. Um, Yeah. So you, you can kind of notice a little bump, but hockey gear is already so like right, 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 bulky right. and oddly shaped that. But you don't get the rustling of the fabric or anything. No, no. So it like it's a wire that runs over the shoulder pad, and then it is kind of ah, in their collar. Perfect, so you don't yeah. you, you get impact when people hit it, but you yeah. get really clear voice. It's it's impressive. Yeah. So five years been with hockey, right? With NHL. Yeah. Do you play? Do you play hockey? Do you skate? Have you gotten this? Do you you want to? Do you care? Or do you just like not worried about it right now? You don't have time. Not. uh, I I wasn't really that. I didn't know much about hockey when I took this job. To be honest, Um, I've definitely become a fan. It's an amazing sport, but I I can't skate or anything like that. So, and I think we're kind of past the window of trying to. No, dude. I started D League in 2003 when they first started doing it. When they first had the one. In Las Colinas, where they first started, you know, the first Star Center. Yeah, they okay. started D-League. We used to have to play at, like, 1 in the morning because there were so many, you know, different teams that played, yeah. and they put the old guys at the very end, you know. So we'd have games like 1 and 2 and 12, and D-League, 15. D-League's, like, you know. super casual beer league, right? Yeah, well, when you do so many practices, you know, like Fridays, but one Friday's a practice, the next Friday maybe a scrimmage, the next Friday's yeah. another practice, and then, you know, they kind of split it up so they can teach you. It's and really good. They do a good job. Before, previous to doing that, you didn't skate at all? No, no, just skating around a little bit, trying to figure it out. But, yeah, no, not really. But you put those pads on, you got a lot more – you're a lot more bold to learn how to skate, yeah, and you can actually learn how to stop and figure it out, you know. I've heard that, yeah. I'll, it's I'll a lot easier than jeans at the Galleria, you know, getting all <laughs> wet and everything, you know. I'll have to get out there at some point. They, I remember them asking me my first year when I was just an intern, like, if I'd be comfortable skating with a camera. I was like, no, no amount of training would I hold like this five thousand dollar camera yeah, on the yeah. ice. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Now we used to play out there all the time, and then my son, he started playing. My two nephews, they play in Austin. They played there, and then when they moved here, they played roller hockey, and then they moved to Oahu. My brother-in-law plays on Oahu. There's one rink over there. So. So what? What brought you Dallas to Hawaii? So I came here 13 years ago. My dad had moved here like 20-something years ago, my family. And so I'd been coming back and forth and, you know, knew I wanted to get here eventually. I was working at – I was doing, like, uh, system engineering stuff for uh, real effects down there. Okay. And then we did, like, movies. And we had – you know, we built a new data center down there in the old uh, Mark Cuban building, the old Yahoo building in Deep Ellum. You know, they were down there for a long time. Yeah, but I'm like across the street from that. I'm two blocks away from that now. Right. And that they moved, what, a year or two ago, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so I was there for a long time. And then just an opportunity, you know, came up over here to buy a business. So I came over here. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah That's I knew I wanted to be over here. It just took me a little bit, you know, I just kind of got to know what you're getting into over here, you know. It's a different in world. Terms of, in terms of what? In terms of, you know, we've got 60,000 people and that's it, you know, and then we yeah. got tourists, you know. Different so lifestyle. you don't want to be an asshole to anybody or do anything to piss anybody off or just, you know, just anything, not that you're going to anyway, but just, you know, just take care of your business and take care of people. And it's, you know, people, you know, treat people like a family. It's just like Texas, you know, that's why my dad sure. loves it here, you know, 
because everybody knows everybody. You can't go anywhere without seeing somebody you know. I mean, right. you know, it's you've seen everybody. You know, that's fun. Yeah. So, but it's good. Yeah, it's a great place and it's beautiful. You know, you've been there. Yeah. So unreal. No traffic and it's relaxed and you know, and you know if you're if you're at Real Effects and you know if you're going to be a creative and you're going to be a director and write shit and do all that kind of stuff and that's what you wanted to do. Well, that's you know that's a cool path. You know, but I knew you know. I'd done a lot of cool stuff and got to work a lot of cool places. So, you know, this is like, I'd much rather be here. Nice. In charge of me instead of everybody else in charge of me. Right on. That's yeah. a good vibe. Yeah. But I've done a lot of, I used to do a lot of freelance. Even when I was working at Real Fix, I was doing a lot of freelance uh, camera work for Lone Star uh, Mobile when they were doing all the Maverick games and, okay. you know, and stars and stuff like that. I'd do a bunch of, you know, just whenever somebody would be out or something, I'd work a few days a month or whatever. Love it. I was still doing that some. So that's, that was so much fun, just getting to go to the, those events and seeing everybody and being behind the scenes like you're behind the scenes with the stars. You know, yeah. and then back in the day when I was there, you know, we went to every game in 99 when we won. Right. One of, one of my good friends, his buddy, was an intern in, uh, for the stars tickets. Okay. In 99. So he got tickets every night. And so he'd sell us his tickets. We'd give him a little bit of cash. And so we went to almost every game that year. Oh, unreal. It was so great, you know. Shout out to Alan, your great That's roommate. Awesome. We appreciate that. So, yeah, but it was fun. It was a great year. And then I, I was out in, I was in California working in Anaheim in March on my birthday. And mm-hmm. somebody hooked me up with tickets to the Dallas and Anaheim game that year. It so out there on awesome. my birthday, we played the Ducks on my wow. birthday out there. They beat the shit out of us like eight to nothing or something. I mean, but I showed up in my star shirt, you know, and this guy oh, behind crazy. me was like, oh, you're a Fairweather Stars fan this year, huh? I was like, nope, dude, I've got every game. Don't worry about me. Been with it so, for a while. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the best place? What's your favorite place to go to, to when, during regular hockey times? What are your favorite places to travel with the team? it's tough we go to a lot of really good cities um i have to say my top three for me personally are vancouver vancouver's number one for sure i love the city of vancouver that's just got like the best pacific northwest feeling it's so beautiful it's so beautiful beautiful. you're there on the water and you go like 10 15 minutes out of town you're in the forest and it's like Mm -hmm. it and then like a couple times i've gone up from there to whistler and it's that that's one of has to be one of the coolest places on earth um just kind of that british columbia coast so vancouver is definitely number one i also love uh denver and chicago are just fun cities always good places fun hockey too so Um, but really any of the any of the canadian cities we go to are just so fun because hockey is so big here so So crazy it's like you're going to like a cowboys game in dallas well yeah and you all are the cowboys it doesn't matter if you're an nhl player in edmonton it's like you know what do you need Exactly. You know, I'm sure y'all get treated like royalty wherever you go, you know, especially there, especially in Canada, you know. Yeah. And yeah, you there. really feel that once you cross the border. It's uh, all those cities. But really, there's very few that I don't like. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. And just everybody's like, you know, what they say, everybody's like 10% less douchebag in Canada, you know. It I might mean, be just, more than 10%. Yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. People here yeah. are awesome. They're wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, but you wish you could get ten percent less in Dallas, so anyway. you know that's a, that'd be a big difference, you know. Uh, that'd be noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a it's a good gig though. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. So just you, you're the only media guy in the bubble, or what? 
I am filming. Yeah, every team, um, each team can only travel one, so that's it. So are um, you getting game footage every day that you can use for stuff also from the networks and all that stuff? Yeah, I'm getting a melt from broadcast. It was a lot easier when it was Fox Sports in the first round because I know those guys at the studio and they were sending it back very promptly. Uh, now we're on NBC, so it's a little bit more New York City games. time. Yeah, a little bit trickier to get the uh, game footage, but it hasn't been a problem yet, so that, that's been nice. Is it just NBC from here on out or what? It is, yeah. And what are finals in Toronto? No, they're here. Um, so actually, I guess it, I just found out today. I guess the two conference finalists from Toronto, from the East, are going to come, and all the conference finals will be here, and then the Stanley Cup will be here. So y'all don't even have to change rooms. No, nope. I'm, I'm, we've been here a month today, actually. This is a month, so re-upping for re-signing the lease on this room. <laughs> so thinking, thinking back a month and three days ago before you left and looking forward to being in the bubble, well, what's different than what you thought it was going to be? Um, that's, that's a good question. I, well, I, the main thing that at the beginning that I, I didn't expect – every team to be so on top of each other, I guess. And, and I should have anticipated it given the amount of space, but I guess I anticipated being the stars a little bit more separate and just being with our people. But like here it's every like elevator ride, lobby, getting coffee all the time. It's every team is just mixed. It's crazy. It's like a youth tournament or a summer camp or something. Um, and it's, it's cool. And you feel that now, like, that the playoff race is thinning. Like when we got here and there were 12 teams, everything was packed, all the restaurants, all that. Now there's four teams here. And so it just feels, you feel the playoff race physically thinning, mm -hmm. which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. How are the guys, how are the guys? I mean, are they stir crazy just not being able to see their families and stuff? Or is everybody so focused and it's just boys club and we're just, this is what we're doing. <laughs> it's, I, I think we're starting to get a little bit of strain. Um, it's definitely, the first couple of weeks were a lot of newness and fun and felt like summer camp a lot. But I think this past week, it goes both ways. I think there is some strain starting to, especially for the guys with families, like we're, we've been here a month now and that is tough for them. But at the same time, we've been here long enough now and we've seen enough teams leave that you're kind of starting to get focused in. And it's kind of like there is an end goal in sight, uh, which is interesting. So it's, it's both ways. I think everyone's still holding up well, though. So do they let anybody watch games besides team staff and NHL uh, staff? Or is it like, are any, will families ever be able to sit up and watch yeah, something? The, the plan is actually for families to come in for the conference finals. So teams will, once we hit the conference finals, people can bring like their spouse and kids or girlfriend. But no. that's it. No, no parents, no agents. It's not much extra. So I think just they recently had to fill out forms with who they would request to bring. Is your mom lobbying for you to call her her girlfriend or what? <laughs> I got, I got, I got nothing. I'm focused on work here. <laughs> there you go. I'm chilling. <laughs> so they testing every day or how's that going? Yeah, testing every day um, since we've been here. It's really actually a pretty easy setup. We have these little apps on our phone. Every morning you have to like go through all the symptom lists, say you don't have any symptoms. You have to do a temperature check. And then each day alternates, whether it's a nose or throat test. 
but it's pretty we just go straight through on our way to practice and not the saliva test yet we did the saliva test in frisco during that stage of training camp and we're doing that every other day okay yeah so they got the have you heard about the new one that the nba players association that they paid for no they paid for the research for and through some college but they just it's supposed to be better. You just spit in something. It's some kind of saliva test. Within eight minutes, you get it if you have the right setup. Oh, so, wow. the, yeah, they just opened it up and like open sourced it basically. So any laboratory that's set up can do it. So that's players' cool. association got it. And I think that's what the NBA is doing every day. Eight minutes. That's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So yeah. So hopefully, you know, hopefully everybody will get something like that. We can actually get everything open. So can you go outside? Is this one hotel? Or what does this place look like you're in? Yeah, so we're we're in a hotel that's connected to the rink, uh, like by a sky bridge, and then between the hotel and the rink is like a outdoor area courtyard they set up. Uh, but it's literally surrounded by chain link fences. It's like a prison yard. It's great, and there's a couple food trucks, some basketball hoops, a bunch of picnic tables. It's very limited outdoor space. So like this. Anybody got shot yet? Trying to get over the fence or what? <laughs> no, it's it's a lot of security out there. Um, and then there's like little chain link tunnels to the other hotel because there's another one. Um, but that's really it. That's the extent of the bubble. It's pretty, pretty locked down. I de- that's another thing I would have not expected coming into this. I would have thought there was more outdoor space, but I guess it makes sense because we are right in the middle of the city here. Yeah. How big is the city? You know how big Edmonton is? I don't even know how big I don't. the city it's, is. Yeah. yeah, I have no clue. It's, it's not pretty, too pretty crazy nice though. Downtown, though. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so testing every day. That's, uh, you know, everybody's clean. Nobody's been, te- nobody's tested positive, right? Zero. And we're going to keep that going. It's good streaks. So do you have bubble envy with the NBA, with they, their setup down there and their toys and what they got going? Uh, a little bit. I, my buddy is like my position with the Mavericks right now in the bubble. And so we were talking and kind of comparing experiences and the fact they're at Disney World and out on boats and fishing that's golfing yeah every day is the pool day and stuff that's tough to not envy uh i I will say they're pretty far separate from their game arena so they have to bus out there i do like that we're all contained at the arena here and like there's no need to get on a bus we're walk downstairs and we're there that's the, the best thing about all that, you're not in Florida, so. Right, and that's true. I'm not <laughs> sweating every time outside. You should just be in Canada, nice and cool. Weather, weather's amazing, so that's true. <laughs> yeah. So what's going on? What's uh, what's your what's uh, what do you try to get? How much content do you try to get out every day? Is there a, do you have a limit? Do you have a goal, or you just power through and? Yeah. Uh, and just a lot of it, just a lot of it, just documenting, or do you try to go back and call through what you got and label and do that kind of stuff or what? Yeah, that's a big challenge. Like it's just kind of shoot everything and then sort through it later. But there is stuff like you notice live that's like, oh, that'd be great for Twitter. We should get that to Instagram. Um, and game days now are pretty routine with the content, like with what I'm sending back, like we have some pretty consistent stuff on game days that people expect. So that's, that's easy to lock in, but for the most part, it is just shooting everything and I'll sort through it, figure it out later when we're trying to piece together this full story. So what's your setup? What are you using to shoot? 
Yeah, that, that took me a while to figure out. Like that was kind of what I stressed the most before coming here was packing gear because like I was just imagining not having something we could need. So I way overpacked camera gear. I brought um, the Sony FS5 is like my main camera for video and then the A7S R4, sorry, A7R4 Sony is my main photo camera. And then I have the A7S2, which kind of does both. But so you're just going straight out of that video camera into those externals, just on the side using externals or what? No, I'm running, I'm bringing it into uh, my laptop and kind of trying to do just like a really basic run through of footage and delete. No, man, but, when, but when you record it, you record it straight from the camera to the hard drive or you record no, it's through a, on it's the through camera? A small, a small SD card. Just so SD just cards? Like a, yeah, and then through the laptop to the hard drive. How many are you going through those again? uh not i'm not shooting 4k so it would be a lot more i'm shooting 1080 so i'm only shooting i would say probably 30 uh 40 to 50 gigs on game day total just yeah. so a solid amount of footage but not unmanageable not crazy not too crazy yeah and are you just going on and off action with the camera or are you just letting it roll all the time and just no you know, i'm i'm getting better to know like self-editing yeah what yeah what the moments i need to get are um and in game when i'm shooting slow-mo the fs5 has a really cool end trigger function so after the action happens then you can press record and it goes back and so you're not constantly recording a full game which oh is you don't really have nice. to try to like yeah oh, i want to do yeah. this on slow-mo you can say oh there you go that one's slow-mo yeah. wait till something happens then you log it so that's Perfect. such a crucial function for shooting games nice so are you the uh, post? Are you posting everything also, or do you just send it back to Dallas? They doing it from there, or what? Yeah, most of the stuff we're doing via Dropbox. Um, well, for the social media side, yeah, I'm sending it back, and we have kind of a marketing team. It's kind of like social media by committee right now uh, of people who are putting it out to the various platforms because there's a lot of concerns about sponsored tags and all that. So fortunately, I don't have to worry about any of that. It's just capture, edit fired off and then right i'm done with that nice yeah what's uh what's the biggest challenge so far with the media biggest challenge well the main thing is like one of my favorite parts about shooting playoff hockey is the atmosphere like you know that like the right. fans the city you're in like everything like last year we were in nashville and just shooting the scene on broadway with everyone in jerseys stuff like that being in st louis and just seeing how crazy that city was um so shooting playoffs hockey playoffs in kind of a sterile environment is a bit tough and feels a bit repetitive at times and yeah. there's certain aspects that are cool like it is cool to see how it, the, the action looks different on the ice when there's no fans it's less busy it's interesting, but um, losing that atmosphere and that chance to kind of capture what's going on in the arena and what surrounds playoff hockey, that's definitely right. And just the up. intensity yeah. and just the build up and the momentum yeah. changing and just everything. Yeah, that's it's yeah, it's got to be a weird. So are they pumping in the, the crowd noise there too? Yeah, they are. It's not not crazy loud or anything, but yeah, they're, they're not going crazy. crazy. Yeah, uh, a lot. It's not. It's definitely not like playoff hockey decibel right. level. What but about the announcer when he announces goals and stuff? Is it and uh, they do it there also? Yeah, they're going all out for that. So it is. They do just whoever the home goals. guy is. 
Yeah. Um, so they do goal calls and stuff like that, which is good. And they, they have little touches of like, um, what would be going on at your home arena? Like they've gotten warm up playlists from the home arenas, DJ, certain, like certain songs they play at certain moments, like goal reviews, goals, stuff like that. They'll take from the home arena. So that, that's cool. That does feel, I mean, it feels a little bit like American airlines center in those moments. So are they running that from Edmonton? Yeah, yeah. I guess the the DJ in arena here got music files from every team's DJs. Right. Crazy, because I know I th- I think the Rangers, the guy who does their music and stuff, is at the ballpark with the two guys that are calling the game. I think he's there doing it or something yeah, crazy for for the broadcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he was talking about that. I I read an article of him talking about how he has to adjust volume levels based on like how much how the game's going he's really got to be in tune with that. <laughs> right yeah, that's got to be so ridiculous wild. trying so to do wild. it from, so are they going to let razor and the other guy come and do broadcast from the finals or anything or no or nothing they let these girls in but they won't let them come <laughs> do broadcast there unfortunately because well one of the main things is like fox sports is only the first round and now it's nbc so josh and razor are just on the ticket now they're radio only which is tough. Okay. Well, can't you have the home radio team from the Stanley Cup final team for 2020 be in-house? You know, if you can let the some Instagram girl from you right. know from some Euro player, you know. Right. I, I would. Uh, I know Stars fans would love Josh and Razor here. Uh, yeah, you need to start lobbying for that one. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you know, why not? You know, they can test them. They're going to test everybody else. They're letting in. Yeah, hey, I would. I would love to have them here. Let them sit out of the way so you don't even have to see them or anything, you know? Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? You've got to guess you've been following basketball. Did we win the game or what? No. Did we come we're back? Down, or? We're down by 30 with eight minutes to go. No, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's our night tonight. Nope. Uh, down 3-2, it's fine. We'll go seven for the series. Yeah, there you go. Come back, take them out, let – Hopefully, Luca will rest for a day. They let them, yeah. What are they? Are they every other day also? I think so. Yeah, it's been perfect that they've been opposite us. <laughs> yeah. On the off nights and we play. Right. So who's next? Uh, well, I mean, tell me what we're looking forward to with Colorado. I mean, what's crazy to me is, uh, like Razor said in the podcast today, he looked back at the old series that we used to play back in the 90s with Colorado, and there was no game over 2-1 or 3-1 or something. I mean, they never got to five goals, you know. And now I don't know where this Stars team came from, especially watching them before the uh, yeah. before the break. But, you know, uh, is it just, is it, did you see something change or, or what is it? I mean, I know it's got – is it palpable or what? Yeah, it's, it's, this group's just great. Like – it's crazy. It never gets too high or too low either way. It's like even during the skids and not scoring, no one's down that much. When we're winning, when we're putting in five goals, it's, it's even cute. There's just a cruising altitude. These guys know they know they're good. And some nights it's there, some nights it's not. But right now, like confidence is high, which is awesome. And like yeah. you feel like even if we're down two goals any time in the game, like we're, we're fine. It's, it's a really interesting team. Yeah, did it, and from training camp was a normal. I'm assuming training camp this year and everything. I mean, we went to I went back to Texas in October, uh-huh. and went. Uh, I guess it was November first or second. They played the Canadians or something. I went and saw the Canadians play them, 
They beat the shit out of the Canadians. That was great to go see this year. But then, you know, all hell broke loose. Did you oh, think was it was... was was it a Canadians game? That was a dirt game. That was, that was a dirt, dirt game. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we won like four one or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was, was great. Fun. Yeah, Dirk did the pucks, all that. That was awesome. Yeah. Just happened to be there. Good timing. That was great. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, then you know, then all hell broke loose. Did you think hockey was coming back, or what were you thinking in your head as far as this this thing was going? I mean, you get furloughed, and you're like, Yeah. Well, well I don't know what I'm gonna do. Yeah, you become really, really self-interested quick, and you're not worried about, are we getting sports back? You're like, what, what am I doing? Like, yeah, can I do weddings? Oh, shit, they won't do weddings. Nobody's doing weddings. Oh, my God, what am I going to do? No, seriously, yeah, I was going through just the list of, like, freelance clients, and luckily I had a good amount of freelance work lined up and was like, okay, we're going to do some real estate shoots. I'm going to do some corporate finance commercial, stuff like that, which is right. great. Like, I'm really lucky to have those contacts. But yeah. I was not worried about like sports for that reason well you can't uh, <laughs> when you, you got to do something <laughs> even like initially hearing about the bubble idea when they pitched it it just sounds crazy right like a right. few months ago it's like there's no way we're gonna all live in a self-contained area yeah yeah i mean we've had that. hurricanes we've had buildings fall but they yeah. don't stop sports i mean there's nothing that's gonna stop sports or entertainment i mean you know nothing in the world's gonna stop concerts true when's that yeah, coming back I want to think about it. Yeah, I know. So, how long does this thing go on if uh, if things go well for the stars? When's this thing uh, go longest, well? October? What? Yeah, the longest possible. I think is October fifth. I think if we if Stanley Cup wins seven games, it could be played October fifth. So, wouldn't be here any longer than that. But that's crazy to think about because that's still. Yeah, and then the well, then you got the six and the seventh's probably the parade, and you'll probably right. shoot that, and then probably the be a couple of days after that shooting and just winding down. Then you're gonna have to start the documentary. Oh yeah, no, that's the thing. If we win the cup, like that would be the busiest summer of my life or off season ever. I can't imagine. It'd be so fun, but the work. Oh, I know. I remember we went. We went and saw my wife. Now used to started the uh, Granada Movie Grill up there. Oh yeah, yeah. And they had the stars after they won the cup, and they came out with a stars DVD that's wrapped up the season. You know, they came out at the premiere party up there. They had it up there at her place, so she she got me to go in. We got to me and my son. Uh, he was like, I, I guess Harrison was five. Got to meet Madonna, you know, and everybody there. It was I mean, everybody was there. It was great. It was so much fun. But see, that you know, you have a big premiere. You know, she, yeah. No, awesome. that's like if if. This thing goes all the way. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. We'll, we'll add yeah, a yeah, documentary. Yeah. It would be some wild stuff for That's sure. Right. Let the NHL.com start paying for some footage and some That's editing. Right. Heck yeah. It'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's your plan the rest of the playoffs? You got any you just trucking ahead day by day? How, long, how often do you – how far ahead do you have to get to the rink? What do you – every day? Um – it's not bad. It's nice that it's right here. It's right there. Well, I mean, tomorrow's we what? Late 9 for you? 8.30 or something? Wait, what's up? Oh, yeah. 8.30, 8.30 start tomorrow. Um, yeah. So I'll probably – like well, we have a morning skate at nine at 9.30 in the morning. So I'll be at morning skate 9.30 to 10.30. And that's kind of like the middle of the day. It's like a little long off time that you got to kill. And then work, work for an 8.30 game will start at like 5. So yeah. – it's so are these guys, um, I got a couple questions. One from my son, Harrison. Yeah. Are the guys watching tape now? Like on their, like today, they're off day. Are they going through tape? Or are they, are they just so immersed in hockey that they're like, okay, I, we'll, we know what's going on tomorrow? 
no, there's there's film every day. There was we just had a meeting where they watch clips. They'll watch clips tomorrow morning. Um, for individual guys, the coaches will give them iPads that are preloaded with clips that they have to watch. It's a lot of film. That's something I didn't know before I had this job. Like they watch so much, like a mind. So who's doing who's doing that? We have two video coaches here. Um, so they just break it up into clips. Yeah, the video coaches they're in like a basically video control center during the game and they're the ones who initiate all the challenges and stuff uh, but they're also marking the game the whole time and like on a normal road trip as soon as we get on the plane they're passing out ipads for guys to watch clips but here they're just bringing them to their room um so they're yeah they're cutting uh tape for every guy they just putting them in video files in a folder in your files, or what are they? How are they getting them out? What are they looking it's, at on the it's iPad? Its own, it's its own specialized program that I guess it's its own software, uses. some NBA software yeah, or something. Where you just mark moments right. in the game, and it divides hits, chances, saves, stuff like that. Um, and so guys know what to look for. That's a whole different type of video editing that I'm not familiar yeah, with. No, that's crazy. Yeah. So two video coaches. Then what else? You got what one trainer there? Two video coaches, um, two, three trainers. Really. Right. One's like a massage specialist. One's like a strength and conditioning guy. The other's kind of a doctor role. So I'd say three training staff. Yeah. And then you got the what the locker guy that does equipment and stuff. Three equipment guys. Three guys. Three equipment guys. Yep. Yeah, that's a many, big operation right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's nonstop, especially with hockey. Good Lord. Yeah, the amount of laundry they have to do and pads and tape and all that. And how much new gear is coming in and out? I mean, how many guys change gear all the time? All the time, every game. And they're dealing with 35 guys worth of gear. It's, they have a tough job. So who's the, uh, who's, who's, who's the worst and the most high maintenance? <laughs> uh I don't know. You'd have to ask. We have a team services guy who like coordinates all the travel, handles all the requests. He's like the go-to for any odd like thing people Request. need. So he would know. I don't know. <laughs> he, he definitely has some complaints. He'd know who's on speed though. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Is there like it's any? Group, uh, it's really fun. It's a fun travel group. It's like right. I mean, we're together 82 games a season plus, and it's a good right. time. Right. And how much helps? constricted is that from your regular travel team now how many less people uh probably it's more players because we have all the young kids who are like alternates um who don't really play we probably have like seven or eight of them uh but then we don't have any of the broadcast team and that's right. probably six or seven guys between no announcers no director producer graphics replay which we normally travel all those guys so that's the big loss Right. So Razor and them are sitting in Las Colinas doing it there. Where's yeah. Heike and all the writers in their homes Heike, or what? Yeah, Heike's just on his couch. Uh, I think everyone's right. just at home. And so they're kind of at the mercy of whatever the broadcast provides. Right. Yeah. That's got to be weird. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's food like? My brother-in-law wanted to know what the food situation was there. It's good. I have, I have no complaints. I've heard, some rumblings about it getting repetitive, but I'm enjoying the team meals. We have, have kind of a consistent team breakfast every day. Um, and then you're kind of on your own for lunch. 
And then on game days, we have a post-game meal. It's, I love it. The more free food, the better. Unlimited free coffee and donuts from Tim Hortons. So you can't really beat that. There you go. Nice. Yeah. So they, they tell you what, you got an hour, you got an hour to eat breakfast and an hour to eat dinner or what? Did to give you like Probably a time frame or what? Like, breakfast is usually like three hours in the morning. Yeah. In case there's like early guys, late guys. Um, and then, yeah, dinner would be like an hour. But right. it's, a, it's a good setup. And then there's like a lot of restaurants. Not a lot. There's like three or four restaurants within the bubble, three food trucks, um, room service. So you have options. You can mix it up. Not too crazy. Yeah. So do they do like uh, – so tomorrow before the game, will they do like a team meal in the morning or will they do a, something like yeah, that? Yeah, they'll do they'll – do, they call it team pregame snack. Um, but it's a good assortment of pastas and stuff, so it's nothing, nothing bad. Right. And so, what do you do in your downtime? From y'all do morning skate tomorrow or what? Yeah, yeah. So morning skate tomorrow morning, nine thirty. So that's the main, the middle of the day. That like noon to five is just long. So are you videoing meetings also? Yeah, yeah. I've been shooting all the meetings, which is cool. We're really cool opportunity to hear coaches talking. Yeah, how many coaches are there on the bench? Besides, uh, there's the two two video, video guys, and then how many other coaches? Five others. So bench coaches or what? Where are they? At? Yeah, four are on the bench, and then one's just a goalie coach. So he watches up top. Okay. Yeah. So what's the story with Bishop? <laughs> Unfit to play right now. That's all I know. Just not ready. Doby, Doby's been awesome. Yeah, no, it's been great. Yeah, it's just uh, it's been a wild ride. So what do you what do you what do you expect? And well, where 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 are you uh, where do you want? I know where you want the season to go ultimately, but you know what's your goal for you know shooting from here on out to get to the finals? What what's your what do you want to do? So I'm gonna keep same thing I have been doing because it's been working so far. Um, just gonna keep. Hopefully, we have some more like interesting field trips and stuff that I can cover. I think there's been talk of guys going golfing and stuff like that. So that'd be fun to go shoot. Um, but no, just a lot more of the same, really. Oh, tell me about the uh, Winter Classic. I've seen – so do you, do you get to sell any of your pictures of Winter Classic? Are the stars selling them and giving you commission or what? Yeah, they need to sell those things and put them up for yeah. prints. They're yeah, freaking that was, awesome. That cool. That, that was one of There's the some really freaking cool pictures you took. That, that was – that day was just – the coolest and I was like I was like wow 2020 like what a start that first day that's as good as it gets winter winter classic was truly something that was so fun yeah well it was truly downhill until until playoffs started here so it was yeah that was that was (laughs) a high point for a while yeah I mean it was amazing just watching it and the spectacle and what they did and yeah it was they did a nice job you know good broadcast and you couldn't ask for a better game no, that's the thing. On top of the presentation and all that, the hockey itself was awesome. And I think yeah. it was cool to kind of showcase the stars to Dallas that day in that way because so many right. like, casual fans were out there. So the other night, 3-0, what were you thinking? <laughs> um, little eh, – not sure. Um, we'll wait and see. I mean, I like this team, just you can't count them out. So. All right. Yeah, I mean that was a crazy game, and they came back and just like spanked them. Yeah, and it was just, yeah spanked them. 
got that one goal at the end of the first and then just came back full and force. They're just downhill, like just rolling from there. Oh, yeah, yeah, and hadn't stopped, you know? So, yeah, yeah, been going since. So hopefully we just keep that going. That's the plan, you know? How many more? What, they got six more games? No, wait. Got to win Sorry. eight more. Ten. Huh? All right. What do you mean? To win. Oh, got to win ten more. Yeah, we're six to 16. Ten. That's right. Yeah, ten, ten more. Ten more. That's not bad. We That's can do not it. bad at all. That's doable. Nope. As long as y'all been there, I mean, you know, what's 10 games? That's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're, we've been here long enough now. Like, yeah. let's hang out. We put our long. time in now. Let's, let's put our time in. Yeah. Let's make it yeah. worthwhile. I mean, you know, come out of this champions. How, yeah. Oh, my gosh. People's head was exploded. That's a, it'd be great. And we're missing where we're getting to miss the worst months in Dallas right now. Just the <laughs> yeah, heat, right. like August, right. September. I don't want to be in Dallas. So, yeah. Let's come no back yeah, and even when you were jealous of some of those West Coast teams at this time of the year, you're like, man, I'm glad I'm not in San Francisco right now. I yeah, mean, it's, well, it's just on fire out there. It's crazy. Nice. It is absolutely crazy. That is. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting, man, and I hope uh, we get to see you guys keep trucking along. Tell, uh, tell everybody about your trip to Kauai and what you, uh, what you did. I know it was a week off. It was actually this season way yeah. back in uh, January. Wasn't it's it January? Forever, yeah. Yeah. So it was this season still, but it was back in January pre-stop and uh, you had a week off. What was it? Uh, uh, All-star week. It was the bye week Yeah. Like every team had that week leading up to all-star. All-star. So yeah. Six days. Right. So, uh, so you came over to Kauai. Tell me what you thought. Yeah. Well, first off, the travel, like it was hilarious how we factored it in because the Stars played in Minnesota a Saturday night. We had an eight o'clock game in Minnesota and then it was six days off starting Sunday. So we booked a 6 a.m. flight to LAX to Kauai for Sunday morning. So we play the game in Minnesota, eight o'clock. It's like a blizzard. We're de-icing. We land in Dallas at 3 a.m. No sleep. Go, I drive straight to Frisco, get my bag, drive to the airport. We fly to LAX to Kauai. And because we go, because of the time difference, we end up that afternoon on the beach in Kauai. And then I, like, for the first time, took a breath and was like, whoa, I haven't slept in like 35 <laughs> hours. Like, it was just right. the most insane right. couple Stretch. days. Like, yeah. It was nuts. But, but getting there was so energizing. And I tell you what, we were there for six days and it was could have could have spent a month there easily yeah. it was amazing just i feel like we covered a lot of the island like geographically but i feel like we didn't see one tenth mm. of what it has to offer right yeah it's not hard i mean it's you know it's not far you know two hours right. to get from one side to the other but exactly it felt know, like we were but i mean there's so much to see you know that's yeah that's what makes this place cool yeah yeah i'll be back for sure because we were, we were supposed to hike the Nepali coast, right? right? And mm -hmm. we were supposed to do that for two days, but then it had rained a bunch and we got so lucky. I guess it had been raining for forever and then it stopped like the day we got there and we had mostly Maybe a little break. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. usually rainy season during, you know, during the winter there. Yeah, exactly. And everyone was like, you guys are so lucky. It's not normally this good this many days in a row, um, right. but we loved it. We had just unreal. Got some yep. pretty good photos there too. Yeah, yeah, you did have some cool photos. Yep, they're awesome. Yeah, you need to get back here and just do a stars, you know, celebration trip with all the guys when they all get done. Just yeah. come over here for a stars retreat. Everybody relax. Everybody deserves it. 
Surely, I know Jamie Ben would be on board for that. He's a big fan of Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, what's next for you? I mean, if the off season, let's say the stars get get out of here, and you have to do have to go home before uh, the finals. Um, yeah. What's are you working this summer, or what's uh, you, what's your plan? That's a good question. I have no clue. I think once this is over, then there's some kind of true uncertainty with what next season will look like. I know they want to start next season mid-November. That might be optimistic given everything, and there's no telling what it'll look like with fans, with no fans. So uh, there's definitely a lot up in the air right now. So once this is over, get back to Dallas and kind of see what the NHL pulse feels like. Because I, right now, I don't think anyone can truly predict what next season will look like. Right. Are you using uh, what kind of mics and stuff are you using on your on your camera? Are you using external, or what are you using for? You just using what they provide you for game mic or what? Yeah, I've been using um, just like I have a couple of different shotgun mics that work pretty well when you're close to the subject. Um, I have lav mics that I put on guys sometimes. Right. Uh, just kind of mix it up sometimes, like. If I know a coach during a meeting is talking at a certain table, I'll drop a lav mic on that table, subtly shoot from further back, get great audio then. So I've, I've been trying to kind of figure out that lay of the land, what the best way is, because capturing that audio is so important. Right. Well, there's got to be you you on every team, right? And especially being in the bubble, you know, I'm sure you know him anyway from just being yeah. during the season and stuff anyway, but especially now with the bubble and being around those guys. It's, Being able to see what they're doing and what works best and, you know, that kind of good stuff. It's got to be good. Yeah, and you get kind of competitive with it because everyone's like – you look on Twitter and Instagram, you see what everybody's see what, doing. See what kind of product they're putting out, yeah. Yeah, and you know your counterpart and you, you – you obviously you want your team to have the best. So it is yeah. funny to be in that mindset a little bit. Right. What are you editing on? Premiere. All, Premier. all Adobe. Yeah, so strictly Premiere. So you use PCs? Uh, no, I'm MacBook. You did MacBook? Okay, yeah. Yeah, which my counterpart with the Mavericks, he traveled like his full uh, PC tower, monitors, keyboards. Like he, he built like a editing battle station in his room, which I was jealous of. I'm just on a laptop. <laughs> right. Yeah, like some of those NBA players with their gaming setups. Right, exact same. Like they're carrying, yeah, towers and consoles and all that. Mm -hmm. How many of those guys, how many gamers and Twitch guys do you have on the stars? We have a fair amount, actually. They're, uh, we have a lot of Call of Duty Warzone happening. Are they Twitch uh, famous? Are they, they got a following? Are they making money on Twitch or what? Are they... I, was, I was talking to some of them about that. They're all a little hesitant to get on Twitch and kind of – I don't know, open up in that regards. They, they yeah, like right. So they're not the broadcasting or anything, they're just playing? Yeah, they, they like being anonymous. Right, yeah, we, yeah. We got some guys who are good for sure. Yeah, well, the hockey ego is not quite the NBA ego most of the time. That's the difference, yeah. No one here is trying to vlog their experience or anything. <laughs> right. It's different, yeah. it's different. Yeah. Well, cool. Man, I appreciate you spending the time with me tonight. And, man, go Stars. And hopefully tomorrow will be uh, fruitful and we can just get this one over and get a little bit of rest before the next series. Everybody can take a deep breath, jump in an ice bath or something, and uh, grab some Tim Hortons and, you know, all that good stuff. So tell everybody where they can follow you. Can they buy your pictures anywhere, man? Where's your shop up? I mean, what, what, what do you got going? Where's your broadcast? I know you got Rinky Dinking going on out there with uh, Heike yeah, the and uh, the Razor. So everybody check that out. Check out Rinky Dinking. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Totes Media, T-O-A-T-E-S Media. 
and on Twitter at totes1, T-O-A-T-E-S-1. Sweet. I'll put that all right here. Soon I'll have a website with prints and all that. We'll figure that's the next step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the documentary, you can worry about prints. Exactly. Stay tuned. (laughs) There you go. All right, man. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right, man. Later from Canada. All right. Thank you for coming. Aloha. finishing this thing out and uh, having a great what a, I mean they've already had a great season you can't complain at all about the way things have gone and uh, and it's just exciting to be able to watch them right now and uh, continued success to the Dallas Stars that's what I'm talking about and Jeff Totes support him follow him on Instagram and follow him on Twitter if you don't know by now you hadn't been listening uh, at totes1, the number one on Twitter, and then at totes media on Instagram. And he also is on the Rinky Dinking podcast with Daryl, Daryl Ray, and Mike Heike. Guys, thanks for joining me. It's August, end of August. We're still in quarantine, we're still locked down getting warmer hopefully uh we'll dodge the canes if you know what i'm talking about and uh send your good vibes this way i know half of america's burning and we're sending our good thoughts to all of you across the world and uh yeah check me out on instagram at Kauai today my name is Joey. You can follow me on Instagram at Joey Ray W R A Y three thousand. And yeah, thanks for checking this out. Thank you, Jeff Totes. And we'll see you next time. This has been episode twelve of Kawhi Today. Aloha. Mm-hmm.